Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. everyone welcome to episode 24 of secret histories of nerd mysteries Got my name one. is host <laughs> I think that was shit. my name is host brenda i'm host austin uh, um to, today's a drizzly drizzly day in ye old michigan it is it sucks i, I was so i was up before the sunshine came to go to the i doctor. saw um <laughs> i was displeased because so like Getting up in the dark already sucks. Getting up mm-hmm. early in the dark sucks. Getting up early in the dark and it's raining. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. for some, and for some reason, everyone, if you've never been to Michigan, Michigan loves very dark pavement and no lines on the roads. That's just like... There's no lines. You know, our roads are, are just awful. <laughs> and if there are lines, for some reason, they're not fluorescent. They're like matte. They're like, why do you yeah. need fluorescent light on the... Like, it's terrible. So in the rain, you're just like, well, hope I'm in a lane. <laughs> it's like it's not like it's always dark here it's really weird because like we get a lot of rain and we get a lot of snow and you think they would have like i mean at this point i don't always don't have lights but at least like the reflective fluorescent like tape for lanes but no matt no nope, um, just, just paint just, just paint, paint. <laughs> we'll just we'll just we just go down to home depot and grab some fucking paint i hate it and <laughs> so i was up early to go to the doctor so my doctor's appointment was at 6.40 a.m. Fine. Get up at 5.30. Like, plenty of plenty of time to, like, be alert to be at the doctor. I get to the doctor. It's 6.25. I'm like, that's a little late, because usually they're, like, 20 minutes early, you know, to do the whole rigmarole. Mm-hmm. It's virtual check-in, because as of this recording, there's still a pandemic. Maybe yes. you listen to this when there's not a pandemic, and you're like, there was a pandemic? I don't know. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this when there isn't one. Because let me tell you, this is hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> um, and I call for the virtual check-in, and the virtual check-in people are like, what are you calling for? And I'm like, a virtual check-in. And they're like, oh, okay. So we don't check anyone in until 6.35. So just come inside at 6.35 and we'll get you going. So for my <laughs> 6.40... Okay. <laughs> hey, Brenda, do you want to guess when I actually got to see the doctor for my 6.40 appointment? Oh, like 7.30? It was like 7.15. Oh my god. I was like, I could be sleeping. I could have slept. <laughs> is this why every doctor appointment is 20 minutes behind? Because you're like, 6.40. But I went in to check in at 6.30. There was the person up front to check me in. I watched the nurse that took me come into work. I watched the doctor come into work at 6.45. And I'm like, why are we Why are we playing this game? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why are we doing this? Like... Why do doctors just go out of their way to waste my time? <laughs> you actively made an appointment and you actively got like a work alert and actively you're just like, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got, they told me I should get blood work and I was like, I got blood work last year and everything was fine. They're like, 
Yeah, anyway, everyone, I'm black and, like, over 280 pounds. And oh, I'm, like, 285, technically. Uh, so I went to the doctor. And they're, like, uh, just a bunch of discrimination, you know? They're, like, you know, we mm. usually say blood work once every few years when you're, you know, under 40. And everything was normal last year when we had you get it. But I was thinking, maybe you should get it again, because your cholesterol was a little high. I'm like, was it high or was it not? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I said I'm not getting blood work, and I went and got donuts instead. Good. <laughs> I'm very upset, everyone. I yeah. know it's not thrilling to hear me talk about my cholesterol levels, but I was very flustered, because I'm like, everything was normal last year, right? Yes. Why am I going to go pay another $100? Because it's not covered by my insurance to get blood work I do not need. Yeah, it's, yeah, blood work is not covered by insurance most of the time. So it's like, you don't need it if you don't need it. There's no indication that you're unhealthy. You're super, you're you're fit. You're really fit. And yeah, fuck that. It's like, (laughs) it was like exciting because you, so they usually give me and most black people gripe about one of three things, our blood pressure, Mm -hmm. our cholesterol, or our weight. And I didn't get any for blood pressure or weight this time. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then I almost made it out clean. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Every, God. it's like without fail. I've had so many different doctors. It never, never fails. So anyway. Jeez. I'm sorry I had to deal with that. It's cool. At, like, I'm done. S- now I'm done complaining and we can just have a happy podcast. Maybe cool. you skipped those five minutes, everybody. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I had McDonald's for breakfast. Like, you know, they're, you know, they're big breakfast. No. Does anyone know about this? Nobody talks about this. No. There's a thing at McDonald's, which is pancakes, a biscuit, a sausage patty, and some eggs. Oh, I do know that. That has yeah. a name? And it's like breakfast platter, I think. <laughs> I should know because <laughs> you, you I called worked. it big breakfast. Like, it's like a, it's like a name. Like, it'll <laughs> say it in caps. Like, the big breakfast. <laughs> big breakfast, TM, TM, TM. Like. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, you, like by saying big breakfast, the net, the network's gonna call us like you can't say big breakfast on this podcast yeah they're gonna be like excuse me you said big breakfast and you smirched the name of our lord and savior (laughs) oh my god do you remember the ronald mcdonald like animated halloween thing they did oh my god uh sunday the dog a couple months ago they found in this special which was done by klasky chupo who did rugrats Mm -hmm. which so that's why it looks absolutely terrifying horrifying horrifying just horrifying um but in the special ronald mcdonald has a dog named sunday and sunday is like a hell creature oh yeah like they were like okay well what does a clown dog look like and the answer was hell (laughs) but a couple months ago they found the puppet animatronic that they used for like the live action segments and you know we talked about this in our tmnt episode about like how those suits have deteriorated. Mm-hmm. Rubber animatronic stuff just deteriorates. Um, so Sunday looks like absolute hell. Wow. I, um, I think I'm definitely going to Google that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think somebody's going to try to refurbish him. No. Like, why? <laughs> it's like, why would you reawaken the evil? Yeah, that's, listen, that's, uh, that's how you get fucking, listen, there's a tweet going around, like, would you how would you die in a horror movie and i was like i wouldn't because i don't do shit like that like i would i would find that in a storage unit and be like well and just close it <laughs> yeah i'd be like like if you're like one of those people who buy storage units and then like um 
and like tries to like flip the contents you like open it up and you're like i just got this for 200 dollars. and you open it up and sunday's just like fucking there and his eyes are glowing <laughs> and then <laughs> and just, you're just like well that's 200 dollars i'll never get back <laughs> It's just, it's just, I imagine that it's just Sunday. They open it and it's just him sitting in the middle <laughs> of the storage unit and they're like, oh, neat, Sunday. And I would be, I would like open it and see it and be like, damn, and close it. And someone's like, are you going to burn it? No, 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 no. We just, we just let him rest. He just, that's just, how much is it to 40 bucks a month? That's fine. It's whatever. A small price for keeping <laughs> Sunday at bay. <laughs> So good you, luck. You like bring him offerings. <laughs> yeah, good. You bring him McDonald's Sundays like every. So there's just like all these like melted, gross, decaying Sunday cups around him, and you're like, I must, I must offer tribute. It'll be like in my will to my kids. Like now, don't forget every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday you must bring Sunday a Sunday, gotta- or the sun won't shine. <laughs> you sing it just like that. <laughs> But you come here every Sunday to this McDonald's to get Sundays. What what do you do it for? Ah, uh, well, I mean, Sunday will arise and engulf the sun, so gotta gotta bring him the Sundays. What what? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> he grows ever nearer. Um, you go what well, one last bit to this? You go and then like the ice cream machine is broken, and you're just like, how am I supposed <laughs> to keep Sunday at bay if the ice cream machine is broken? <laughs> You can go to a different McDonald's. I can't. I drove four hours to this McDonald's as requested. <laughs> requested by Sunday himself. You will not leave me. I have no peace. When will you get it fixed? Oh, I guess the mechanic's coming out like tonight. That is not enough time. We will all perish and die. <laughs> you have no idea what you've wrought. <laughs> and then I leave. And then I just like leave the planet <laughs> on my escape <laughs> rocket and just like, well. That that one had a good run and watch as the sun gets engulfed by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, that's one of our best bits, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh what have you been up to, Brenda, besides conceptualizing this nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> this nightmare world? What have I been up to this week? Uh what have I been doing? I guess I should have planned this. Because the segment was my idea. Yeah, Brenda talks to me, but as we hit and record, like we should do this new segment. Um, because our podcast now happens. At, like you're listening to this, everyone. We forgot we recorded this. It's already it's it's out of our brain. Yeah, it's just gone. We've forgotten this whole good bit about Sunday. Yeah, you'll, you're gonna like one of you is gonna like tweet us like that was a really good bit on Sunday. We'll be like, hmm. Oh, the the Sunday bit episode came out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the one we released. Oh. So Brenda's like, we need a new a new thing to fill time. Let's talk about like what we liked in junk. And here we are now, uh, 15 minutes into the future. Into the future. Brenda can't remember what she did this week. I mean, I'm just trying really hard not to talk about Conan again, because I feel like people are eventually just going to be like, um, Brenda, we get it. That's all you do these no, days. No, I feel like if you don't talk about Conan, they'll be like, hey, is Brenda okay? She didn't talk about Conan. <laughs> I'm just checking in, you know, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> I don't, and we'll be like, how did you call into this podcast we recorded six weeks ago? But yeah, I, so I'm like trying to write a paper for school. So I'm like doing like a, my last class for school, which is an activist history, art history class. And I have to write this so paper. Weird. And the paper is about some kind of topic that I have not yet quantified <laughs> about 
queer video games. Um, there's just a lot, and I still have not, you know, I'm, like, behind at this point. I'm, like, reading all this stuff, all these interviews, and I'm just like, how is this activist? Mm-hmm. And trying to, like, quantify that into a, uh, um, a topic I could write ten pages about. But mm-hmm. anyway, in between reading books, checking out too many books from the library, I've been bribing myself with, like, a Conan manga, like, volume, like, every day. So, like... I'll be like working in the basement and it's cold time in Michigan. It's freezing and my body is very sad because it's so cold. Um, so I'll be like, okay, well, we have to get to this point in this book that we're reading for the paper. Or we have to do the bibliography for this paper. We have to get to this point. And then, Brenda, then, Brenda, you get to go pick up this latest volume of Case Closed because that's what it's called in America. And you get to get in the hot tub and you get to read it. Uh, and that's how I've been getting through my days. <laughs> I I don't know why when you talked about being cold, every everybody I envisioned Brenda as you remember the school magic school bus episode when they turned into lizards. It's just that. Yeah, it's just that I just <laughs> die. Like it gets so. My office is in a basement. I'm sitting in a basement right now, and I'm sitting on my feet because they're cold. Um, yeah, so okay, it just gets you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you watch Death Note. I get it. Okay. <laughs> No, I promise I'm not sitting like L. I have my legs crisscross applesauce. That's just the default that my legs default to because they hate being on the ground. <laughs> I sleep like that. What? <laughs> I I do. I try not to because it's terrible for my back and all other bones in my body. But like, I'll just wake up and I'm curled in this very, very tiny ball. This, the tiniest ball imaginable. Wow. My little legs are curled up and my arms are like curled up. And like, I've just folded into the fetal position and slept <laughs> like that. Um, and that's why Brenda's get, just did a sleep test, everyone. Did you fail? <laughs> I'm not sure. I just returned it yesterday. Oh, okay. Let me tell you sleep. Okay, so sleep test. It's this belt. I'll get back to Kona in a second. It's this belt that has like this like plastic box on it. Mm-hmm. And you have to put this belt, like, right over your chest. So, for me, it's, like, right under my boobs. <laughs> Already uncomfortable. Sure. So, um, it's this Velcro belt. And then it's got, like, one of those oxygen finger jams. And then you have to put in, like, the uh, nose oxygen thing. And then you have to fucking sleep and like, like that. now sleep. <laughs> yeah, go to bed. <laughs> and I kept getting tangled up in the wires. So, I couldn't move. So, I wake up and I've just been stuck in one spot for, like hours and um <laughs> who designed this who was like not just sleep uh, like you're a dead person <laughs> on your well, back they're also, su- they also supposed to supply me with like medical tape to like tape some of the wires to my body mm-hmm. no they mm-hmm. didn't so my 18 year old cat is who's blind and also like 200 years old in cat years just keeps getting tangled up in the wires and i'm trying to sleep and he's like crying and i'm like oh my god well it sounds like you failed so i can't wait (laughs) yeah so we'll see um but i have to do an at-home one before they'll do like a more like intensive one yeah yeah um but where what what was i talking about yeah i read a volume conan in the hot tub (laughs) yeah 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 that's you you made it you made it full circle yeah i was like what was thing i'm enjoying i'm still enjoying conan if I'm not reading a volume, because I did run out of volumes and getting them from the library, mm-hmm. um, I ran out, and they have just arrived, the next batch, so I have nice. to go get them. But I've been just writing sad Conan fan fiction. 
my spare time. <laughs> so like every time I'll be like, all right, you have to finish this point in your paper and then you get a half hour to write sad shit. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Nice. That's what I've been up to. Austin, nice. what have you been up to? This so you're going to you're gonna laugh because you know how I just gave you shit about not thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I love how prepared we are. We're so good at this. I've been like up to nothing and a lot at the same time. So everyone, I do um, like freelance game writing is like my thing I do besides my day job of being a therapist. And I guess I've just been doing a lot of that. Like one game I'm working on, we're almost at playtesting, we think. So I just been like going over that a bunch and I got added to like a Kickstarter thing that just finished. So I'm like starting to work on that. It's called Brinkwood. I can, I forgot to talk about it. Um, So I've been doing that and doing a bunch of stuff for like just home games I run of like other tabletop games that already exist. So most mostly that and playing Hades and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's playing Hades. I beat I, I as of this recording I beat Elysium and then got my ass handed to me when I made it to the next level. But I that's progress. <laughs> it sounds so hard and I'm so bad at video games. It's so imagine like you're at Pizza Hut and there's fucking Rampage and it feels like all at once is your quarters, but instead you already paid for the game and can play it as long as you want. That is nice. Yeah, it, it it feels like an old arcade game that's like, I'm here to get every single quarter of that $20 bill your mom gave you. You will not be eating food, you will be giving me all your quarters. But instead, it's just like you keep playing. And it has a cool, like, scaling thing called God Mode, where every time you die, mm-hmm. you get more damage resistance to fighting stuff. So it kind of scales to your level of, like, it's still hard, but it's not so hard where it's impossible for you, because it's, like, dependent on how many times you die. So that's that's been kind of neat. Um, yeah. And every time you go, if it, and it's essentially like every time you beat a level, when you make it to the next one, you know you're probably going to die right away because you've never seen the enemies there or the traps. Like, you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I I really enjoy it, and everyone's really hot. Yeah, so. that much I, <laughs> I'm like, I know I'll be bad at this, but everyone's hot. Everyone's really hot. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about this week, and I have no way to segue it, because Brenda's in There's charge. There's no way. Let me assure you, I think this might be the opposite of horny. Oh, thank God. We're all saved. Yeah, there should be nothing horny about this topic. I don't like how you said there should be nothing, because now we're going to find something. No, they're dead. Okay, I'm going to reiterate. There's absolutely nothing horny about this topic. Okay, cool. Okay, well, let's go back to the beginning of... Um, this episode where we were talking about a Halloween special, oh, yeah. but not the one we were talking about, which was the McDonald's one. Yeah, not, not um, that. Not that one. Uh, maybe we could talk about all of those as a whole, but that would actually require me to watch them all. I and refuse I'd... to watch McDonald's one again. I just vaguely remember <laughs> it, and that's how I'd like to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to talk about one that's like a lot more beloved and maybe like surrounded about by a little bit of controversy this year. Uh, we're talking about the Great Pumpkin. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown is the third Peanuts television special, first airing on October twenty seventh, nineteen sixty six, on CBS. And I like had to like kind of do a description of what this. Someone is just messaging me incessantly, and I'm afraid to turn the volume of my computer off lest I destroy the recording. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. 
Um, anyway, I had to try to like do a description of this special, which is not easy. So I decided to do the worst possible description I could, which is Charlie Brown trick or treats. His dog Snoopy experiences a prolonged war flashback and Linus sleeps all night in a (laughs) pumpkin patch and almost dies for his belief in an entity called the great pumpkin. And that's it. That is what it's about. You know what? (laughs) What, what, uh, is Snoopy okay? Because I, you reminded me, he has PTSD flashbacks all the time. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I'm like, what is up with Snoopy's, like, war flashbacks? Like, because it's... Snoopy is a dog. Now, here, let here's my theory. Snoopy is the reincarnated World War One veteran <laughs> who's having um, flashbacks of his previous life as the flying ace who went up against the Red Baron. And there's, like... There's evidence of this in other peanut specials, right? Like, a whole, is there yeah. is there a thing? Does, was he a war vet? Was Snoopy his self insert? Where he's like, I'd rather be a dog. Oh yes. Well, if we're talking about like out of the Snoop Peanuts universe, um, Snoopy's World War One flashbacks are, you know, because Charles M. Scholl's creator of Peanuts was a World War One vet. Mm. I think it was World War One. That would, or two. That it would, might be two. That would How up. old is he? He was in a war. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would I, I was just, like, thinking about, yeah. like, because it's, it's like, meant to be a bit, right? Like, it's meant to be, like, kids find it funny. But I don't know if that should be a bit. <laughs> I think that's the whole thing about Peanuts, is that it's, like, it kind of, like, pushes, like, what is a bit, really? Mm-hmm. Like, how much can we talk about depression and anxiety and PTSD? And still have it kind of be like a bit, uh, you know? <laughs> like a lot of rewatching a lot of Peanuts stuff, including The Great Pumpkin, like mm-hmm. as an adult feels like, ha ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's Peanuts in a nutshell. It's like, if you watch oh! it, it's just like, <laughs> shit. That's Peanuts in a nutshell. So like, okay, people know me as the Garfield person. Like, you know, I'll be I love all of the Garfield stuff people send me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I get it, like, all the time. I love it. I love Garfield. I think Garfield as a concept is hilarious. But I don't think what people realize is that, like, I'm actually very into Snoopy. Like... That makes sense. Um, I, so yeah, I had I've, you pegged as the Snoopy person until you were, yeah. like... Until you were, like, Garfield. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, here's the thing with me and Snoopy. I'm literally sitting here in this big 90s Snoopy sweater because it's cozy and nice. I have tons of Snoopy sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um... And then I'm looking over, I have like this uh, Papasan full of stuffed animals. I have a stuffed animal of um, Snoopy's brother, Olaf. Oh, deep cut. Deep cut. Deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> because like my dad was really, really into peanuts and mm-hmm. my mom was really, really into Garfield. Oh. So like I kind of have like these two facets of like I have like all of this really old peanuts merchandise for my dad. Like I have like all these very old book collections and stuffed animals and like all this stuff. And then I have... um like VHS tapes that you can't get anymore. And then my mom was Garfield, so I have like a lot of old Garfield stuff too. And then they like came together and now they're very into Disney. So <laughs> Garfield and um, Snoopy go to the same therapist, right? Yeah. Well, I don't does, Gar- does Garfield go to therapy? I don't know if Garfield acknowledges that he has any problems. <laughs> That's fair. He probably does. Yeah, Snoopy probably would. But Garfield I don't think realizes that he's making everyone around him miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and that he has horrible depression. Yeah. Um, so, like, I have, like, this vast array of knowledge about, like, mm. you know, I've read books. I've read all of the comics for Peanuts. 
I've seen all of the animated specials, and there's significantly more of them than you think there are. Like, you know, there's one going back to, like, Snoopy's World War I um, flashbacks. Like, there is a special called, um, it's a sequel to one of the movies. It's the sequel to Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. And it's called What Have We Learned, Charlie Brown? Mm -hmm. And it's about, um, you know, the Peanuts gang is still in France after Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. So they're still in France. And they're going to, like, all of these, like, memorials. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, big, sad times. And then at the end, it's just, like, we need to learn from this. And, you know, like, that's a special they don't show every year on holidays. Right. Yeah. No, that one. Um, And that's, so, you brought up the controversy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to break the egg or I want to break the egg or by the time you listen to this, everybody, the egg's been broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to jump straight to that because, um, CBS was originally the place where, uh, um, actually we'll save that a little bit for the end. Let me get some like history stuff and then we'll break the egg because the egg is going to be broken. Um, so Charlie Brown Christmas is the first Peanuts Christmas special, or Peanuts Holiday, mm-hmm. Peanuts Special in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be able to play that on the piano. Um, but anyway, um, Charlie Brown Christmas is the first Peanuts special in general. Before that, they'd been animated for like car commercials and a couple other like commercial mm-hmm. things, but this was the animation special. And it was made on a shoestring budget, animated by pretty much one guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> doing his best doing his best and I think he did a pretty good job um, and that was uh, I believe Bill Melendez did that um, and uh, this was a big hit so CBS was like cool cool cool, cool. we mm-hmm. need more and so the follow up to that was Charlie Brown All Stars which was a baseball special mm-hmm. and this one I don't know if I've seen this one Oh, which is wild because I thought I had seen them all I've seen the cancer one I've seen the world war one one I don't think I've seen this stupid baseball one um but anyway um that did pretty well too got good ratings Mm -hmm. but the thing is is that like the baseball one couldn't be like i guess you could air it towards the beginning of baseball season but it wasn't like charlie brown christmas where literally most of the country is going to come out and watch this special right um charlie brown christmas had like half of all tv like um what do they call those tv view views Ratings like on YouTube. Ratings. 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 Half of half of the audience of America tuned in to watch *Charlie <laughs> and Christmas*, and CBS. CBS was just like, "Yeah, we want that shit again, but let's pick another holiday." And so, at this time, Halloween wasn't kind of considered like this big cash cow like it is today. Like we have tons of Halloween movies and mm-hmm. tons of Halloween specials. Um, so making a Halloween animated special was a little bit of a gamble, but CBS went for it. And they kind of like went forward and like animated this thing and um, it was released and it was a big, big hit um, and it would continue to air on CBS until 2000 when the rights went up for purchase. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time to segue into the egg. So it went up for purchase. CBS had the rights to make the first bid, mm-hmm. but ultimately ABC won that bid. So ABC comes in, now has the rights to the Peanuts holiday specials and a couple other Peanuts specials as well. And um, in an interview with Variety, an anonymous employee said at this time, um, it's a shame that a few more dollars, this is a CBS employee, 
Um, it's a shame that a few more dollars meant more to them than years of tradition and loyalty. Mm-hmm. So this happened in 2000, where it's like we're already we're making this like big long tradition. It's been going since 1966, and then from then on, it aired on ABC mm-hmm. until this year. Dun dun dun. Um, dun dun dun. So um, before I fi- finish breaking the egg, this is a big lead up to this egg. <laughs> <laughs> um. ABC would air the Charlie Brown specials twice. So specifically, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown would air twice Mm -hmm. during October. The first time would be an abridged 30-minute version because they have to have commercials in there. So like when they first first released Great Pumpkin, commercials were different. They just had sponsors and not like full commercials like we have now. Um, So in like modern TV, they have to like a lot for the commercials that we have now so mm-hmm. we get like one airing of an abridged version and then a second airing in an hour-long time slot that would have the unabridged version of great pumpkin charlie brown and then an abridged version of um, you're not elected charlie brown which is like a voting special where they're running for like <laughs> class president um that one gets paired with great pumpkin not only because it kind of sometimes fell close to like our actual american election mm-hmm. But because Linus loses the election because he goes on a rant about the Great Pumpkin. (laughs) Charlie Brown's just like standing in the back, just like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Linus. What the? God. (laughs) He's like, and I know he'll come and I know he'll be here. (laughs) Have you ever seen the um, not to endorse Robot Chicken, um, (laughs) but there's a Robot Chicken bit about the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. um, And it's kind of funny. Oh, I have seen that one. I do like that one. (laughs) I don't like Robot Chicken either, but like that one is that That one's good. good. That Um, one's good. So, do we know why it's not airing? Do we know what happened? Yeah. So Apple or the company that (laughs) yeah. So actually, it's the company that has the current rights to the Peanuts Library, which is a company called Wild Brain Limited. What? And yeah. Okay. You've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. Yeah. They own pe- the Peanuts Library. How, how? What venture capitalist was like, let me... In what world? Why did ABC sell them? How is that not just like... This is... This is... I, yeah. I read the press release. I couldn't figure out what exactly happened. Um, I think, like, just... Warner Brothers had the video rights for a while. I I don't really know. Like, maybe the rights expire every 20 years. I couldn't find an exact definite mm. answer. But in 2017, this company, Wild Brain, gets the rights to the Peanuts library. Now, they don't have full rights. So the breakdown of, like, who owns Peanuts as a whole Mm -hmm. is 41% Wild Brain, 39% Sony Music Entertainment (laughs) Japan. Wait. Yes. (laughs) And 20% owned by the uh, Charles M. Schulz family. So, um. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I feel like Peanuts is a franchise, and I might talk about this more in the future because there definitely are more, like, Peanuts topics. But um, it's kind of struggled to find, like, its space in America, especially in, like, a modern world. Mm -hmm. to like, appeal to, like, current kids. Because, like, if you compare it to, like, Adventure Time or, like, Steven Universe, what does Peanuts have that, you know, like, what's going to make it stand out? So it's kind of just struggled. Every couple of years or so, you get, like, a new special. Like, Lucy Must Be Traded, Charlie Brown was one, and then, like, Happiness is a Warm Blanket, Charlie Brown, which was another, and that one's really charming. But And then they released a movie through Blue Sky and Sony a couple years ago. Have not seen it. 
I want to. It's on Disney Plus, which is wild, but okay. Yeah, how did they get <laughs> what? So what's? I think Fox. Ah. Uh... Oh, so I guess Sony didn't. Blue skies. Blue skies. Fox. F- fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me resend that. It. Blue skies. Fox was Fox. Is Fox. 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 Sony's not involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peanuts is like a lot bigger in Japan, which I think is why the specifically the Sony Music Entertainment Japan branch owns a lot of Peanuts. That's very interesting um, to me. I, I'm yeah, very curious why that is. I yeah, I think it's just it. Um, Peanuts was always really successful in Japan, and I, you know, I can't think. I I get it. He's like kind of a cute little mascot character. Mm-hmm. He like kind of fits in with Hello Kitty. Kind of looks like Hello Kitty's dog friend. You know, when um, I think about it, there was a lot of Snoopy shit when I was in Japan. Yeah, like, randomly. No, there's tons of it. Like, ra- yeah. And I guess it makes sense because Sony is a big media group, so they own a bunch of shit. So to be Snoopy on like what looks like a random ad or like on a random advert, and I'm like, why is why is? But it's probably just Sony's like whatever groups that is parent company, you know? Yeah, but it's like there's full Snoopy stores in Japan, yeah. and then if you compare compare like Snoopy, where Snoopy is in America and where Snoopy is in Japan. Um, here in America, Snoopy is at Cedar Fair theme park. So that's like Cedar Point. Mm. That's not Sperry Farm. Now, like Cedar Fair theme parks, Cedar Point's really popular, but a lot of the other ones aren't so much. I didn't know they're there not were more. Super fan- <laughs> oh, there's so many. Uh, Cedar Point, Knott's Berry Farm, Canada's Wonderland, Kings Island, formerly Geauga Lake. Um, sure. There's, and there's more. Uh, is it Derny? I don't know if Derny's one. But anyway, there's there's a lot. There's you could like say any word, and I would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a Cedar Fair theme park. Oh, Michigan's Adventure is a Cedar Fair theme park. Oh, okay. I know Michigan's Adventure. Like, yeah, we know that one. That one's like, yeah, that one's here. So um, Snoopy is present at those theme parks, and there's like kind of like a tiny like themed kiddies area. It's like not super heavily themed. There's not a lot of merchandise. It's not like really over the top. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to Universal Studios Japan. Um, in which there is a whole Snoopy world at this theme park. Wow. And it's like heavily themed. It's like over the top Snoopy. Like and like Universal Studios is such a like a bigger name than Cedar Fair is because it's this big global name. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how popular Snoopy is elsewhere wow. into like in Japan. Um and then that also, you know, I have all these Snoopy DVDs that have Japanese tracks on them, like for the specials. Like it's like English, Spanish, Japanese are the available. That's so. That's very fascinating to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess it's because like a few weeks or month, I don't know, a while ago we talked about Toys R Us and like how big a deal it was when the first Japanese Toys R Us opened. That like Toys R Us did pretty well there, and I'm like, it's very interesting what takes off abroad in general that like doesn't take off here that they're just like well we'll just keep doing it i guess yeah i find like localization like really interesting um that's wild i i'm just like like i wish i had the money to get us like a research team to go just like ask japanese people like what's up with snoopy you know yeah why do you like snoopy huh like what are your memories of snoopy tell me uh, the Um, first time you gazed upon snoopy (laughs) Upon Snoopy, what was it like? <laughs> so, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is maybe like all of the peanut specials, like the so Great Pumpkin and uh, the Christmas one and the Thanksgiving one are all like pretty favorite of mine. Like last year, 
to watch the great pumpkin charlie brown because i no longer had cable i went to the gym when i knew like <laughs> specifically when i knew the hour-long one was airing and like mm-hmm. worked out mostly for 30 minutes and then kind of just like sat on the bike <laughs> and watched, just watched just watched it the great pumpkin <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's like something that's it's a ritual and a tradition that's going to be gone mm-hmm. now. And like they're going to have it of Apple Plus is going to be getting the holiday specials and they're going to make at least for now going to make them available to watch for free mm-hmm. on select like select times and select days. Mm-hmm. Um but still that involves me downloading Apple Plus, which maybe I got a full year of Apple Plus and just did not care enough. Like when I bought my iPad, they were like, you get a full year free. Yeah. I was like, I just don't care. And I just never signed up for it. So now that's expired. Um, yeah, I got like it with my phone and I don't know if I signed up or not. I need to figure out if they're going to charge me. Because mm-hmm. I have, I just like, it, I, get, I also just like dumped it out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I don't care. And I signed it up for my dad and I don't remember what I made the password for him. So... <laughs> Um, but Wild Brain is at least making, like, a push to kind of have more, like, Peanuts media, Mm -hmm. so they've been, like, doing a couple shorts they released on YouTube, and then they did a Snoopy show with, um, NASA, because Snoopy and NASA have always had, like, this partnership, like, you know, they've, they've had Snoopy on, like, their, uh, mission patches, Mm -hmm. and they've named, like, different, um, equipment after like Peanuts characters. Hmm. So Snoopy and Space have always just been hand in hand. So they've been doing like the series of like Snoopy and Space and Peanuts and Space and like kind of more educational things for kids about space. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't the first time that Peanuts has done it because they had this whole series of like educational shorts, some of which are very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Mayflower one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, uh, creation. Signing of the Declaration of Independence one. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, I guess it's just like, it's weird that it's not going to air on TV. Mm-hmm. It makes sense as airing things on TV. Like, I don't know how expensive it is to keep up with this, you know? Like, I don't know if this is like a, how you saw after IP, if they couldn't find adverts for it, like no one wanted to buy the ad time, whatever. Um, But like, airing things on TV is becoming... It's weird, right? Because it's more and less in vogue at the same time this seems mm-hmm. to be happening. Like, I'd say live action on TV is dying a lot quicker than animation. Yeah, but I think both of them are dying. And yeah. we don't even know if, like, there's a lot of, like, being thrown around that, like, oh, well, screw Apple for doing this mm-hmm. and, like, destroying this tradition. There's I, there's not any information that verifies that ABC wanted to keep it at all. Right. You know, I couldn't find this. This just happened. So there could be information out there that like Apple like aggressively went after peanuts. And I can't I honestly can't imagine that either. Like, I mean, I wonder if the space Snoopy is doing that good Yeah. because they've also greenlit an entire Snoopy show that's going to be coming out in February of 2021. And this isn't the first time that Snoopy has had a show Um, after the success of Garfield and Friends. I remember Garfield and Friends. (laughs) Garfield and Friends. Um, after the success of Garfield and Friends, because like whether you want to acknowledge it or not, Garfield and Friends was incredibly successful and it might be actually good. Um, uh, like the Charles M. Schultz and like the um, people behind Peanuts mm-hmm. wanted to make a show, and that's the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show, which didn't air for very long. They showed it on Nickelodeon and Nicktoons for a long time after it was done making episodes, mm-hmm. but it's never been released like in a full DVD chunk, at least in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I have VHS tapes of like 
certain episodes. Mm-hmm. But there's episodes I do believe that like just were never released. So they just couldn't get the ratings they wanted from it because like what really happens right in, in a general in a general you know peanuts thing the movies have some stakes and maybe that will be like its own subject eventually mm-hmm. like there's literally a movie where they whitewater raft alone in the wilderness and almost die <laughs> i remember that one yeah um there's one where charlie brown goes to france and has to rescue a girl out of a burning building um there's one where Stoopy traverses the wilderness alone to meet his former owner remember, who had to get rid of him. I remember that one too. She the, and she's sickly, quote unquote, you know? So it's a struggle to make Peanuts have like a plot. Mm-hmm. It can be done, but I it's, feel like there's a lot to do there. Yeah. You just got to find a hook. I don't know if like the answer is like to have continuity and character development because I definitely, I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, Scooby-Doo tried that. Scooby-Doo did pretty well with that. But Scooby-Doo had the advantage of, like, being able to be about teen drama. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I don't know how old the Peanuts kids are. Are they, like, seven? I don't know. But I don't really think they can have, like, intense drama. Yeah, there's... It's like... Charlie Brown's dad got laid off from the barbershop! <laughs> well, it's rough, right? Because it was set up in a way where you only care about the kids down to, like, the... You, don't, you literally don't hear what the adults have to say at all. Um, yeah. And so it's like, they could turn 10 and have, I don't know, you know, like, other shows that follow characters that young. Steven Universe, he starts out and he's like 10, 11-ish, he turns 13 at some point. And then, mm-hmm. like, the finale, he's like 13, uh, 16 and an 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, 7 is is like Nicktoons, like before school or after school programming where there's not like a lot going on and yeah like uh, alvin and the chipmunks right and shows like that are like hot or like a tough sell when you have other shows like steam universe or she-ra or uh oh what's it uh amphibia amphibia i think it's amphibia uh like other shows that like can have like found a way to walk the line between like a kid show but also get a wider audience to watch it mm-hmm. and by doing so they just get a lot of success because like kids are like i love this and they want like the halloween costume or whatever you know and then like yeah an older fan is like i love this and they buy like t-shirts and sweaters and like the soundtrack so like they just again it comes down to like we want to sell shit to people to make more money off <laughs> of it and i don't you don't really need a peanuts thing running to sell like a charlie brown christmas tree or no. like a Snoopy sweater like that people just it's so innocuous like people just buy that already so it's hard to see like you know as much of a tradition as it is to keep the great pumpkin Charlie Brown around like it's hard to see a pitch where studi- where like a network is like why should we keep paying to hold on to this IP yeah and I do think like it's sad that like this tradition is gone but I do think it opens up like some avenues for getting some of these other specials that haven't been like had like formal releases mm-hmm. in decades right um you know uh it's a mystery charlie brown mm-hmm. it's magic charlie brown mm-hmm. it's like the one where snoopy joins the circus the one where snoopy meets a poodle <laughs> and then tries to marry her and then the poodle and his brother run off into the desert together <laughs> <laughs> you know that important stuff like i feel like because charlie brown like it does touch on like depression and anxiety and ptsd um, I feel like 
it has room to bring up racism and stuff. I mean, they brought Franklin in, and that was like a huge controversy to even have Franklin be a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I feel like they definitely could, but a lot of that, I feel like the way they would talk about it with the age range of the kids, it falls into like animated short special they could put on YouTube behind like a one dollar paywall or is like an ad or is like a tax write-off because it's like a public education piece yeah and um like the animation specials some of them do but like most of the recent ones don't have any teeth to them Mm -hmm. um but some of the comics do have teeth Mm -hmm. because they deal with like depression like there's like an older one where one of the kids it's been a while since i've seen one of the kids is like sitting on the um the ground with a record player just listening to sad music and Mm -hmm. someone walks in and it's just like hey do you you doing okay and they're like you know sometimes you just gotta be sad and we see comics like this Mm -hmm. today like modern ones so it's like that feeling is more relevant than ever Mm -hmm. but i feel like peanuts over time has kind of become so watered down Mm -hmm. that um bringing that kind of stuff back into it might be kind of jarring for people who don't know right that's what it's like um garfield just never had teeth (laughs) (laughs) garfield is like I just want lasagna. And every- I'm here for lasagna. I'm here to kick Odie off table. I'm here to ship Nermal to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else watching is like, oh, you're horribly depressed. And Garfield's like, no, I just want lasagna and lay down all day. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple other um, great pumpkin facts mm-hmm. that I would like to share. So Get we've it. talked about peanuts and like what this move means. Um, but now let's bring it back around to our good friend, the uh, Great Pumpkin. The Great. Uh, the Great Pumpkin. So the entity known as the Great Pumpkin was introduced in a strip in 1959. So he did debut before the special. Um, and people have spent decades trying to figure out what's up with the Great Pumpkin. What does he want? Despite how, the fact- how can we summon him? <laughs> Is he like an allegory for like religion and losing your faith or keeping your faith or... Uh, <laughs> I think he will come um, one day and defeat Sunday Rolls Dog and free us all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, people are like, yeah, he's like, it's like about like keep like having a religion that's not that super prevalent where you are, and it's about like Christian op- oppression. When Charles <laughs> Schultz has literally come out and said <laughs> that it's like an allegory for Santa Claus. <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Like, really, the only information I could find about The Great Pumpkin was, like, the Wikipedia is just filthy with, like, quotes from this book called Peanuts and Religion. And, like, Peanuts and Religion are, there is a relationship there because, like, the whole climax of A Charlie Brown Christmas is just Linus quoting the Bible. So, you know, Charles M. Scholes was a very religious person. He kind of had, like, some conflicting feelings about it. Don't we all? Um, (laughs) But he, um, so it's not too far out there to be like yeah the great pumpkin i guess is like jesus uh, is jesus but you know he, he specifically said it was santa claus and he wasn't super into the concept of santa claus which is why santa doesn't really actually physically appear in any charlie brown christmas thing which is a big deal because santa always shows yeah. up there, there's like some dude you saw in the opening that shows up again he's like you should check your pocket and they're like what and then he winks and he's gone like there that at least that happens. Yeah, none of that. Like, the closest is, like, I think Snoopy does, like, a uh, bell ringing on the corner in a, in a Santa costume yeah, but... at some point. That's it. But um, he just wasn't into, like, lying to kids. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so he created the great pumpkin and, you know, Linus believes in it wholeheartedly. And he was just like, Linus is just kind of confused about it. Like he just got Christmas and Halloween mixed up. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Um, but the great pumpkin after he was introduced and like the special aired, people started calling in to like to Charles Emshall's office and being like, I saw him. I saw the great pumpkin. This is exactly how the <laughs> Michigan dog man came about. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, Hey, we can just make our own cryptids. We can just make shit up and make our own cryptid creatures. Can you imagine like, being Charles M. Souls who's just like, I wanted to do a Santa Claus thing, but I, I don't like, like Santa Claus, so I did like a pumpkin thing. Oh, like, no kids have a context for this being a thing, so I'm not lying. Like, I just, it'd be a funny bit. And people are like, no, I saw a man. L- listen, I know you're like doing a whole thing. I'm gonna hang, no, I saw a man. <laughs> hey, Charles, I saw a man. Okay. <laughs> I s- saw the great pumpkin. I went to the pumpkin patch that was the most sincere, and I swear to, I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, I saw him. <laughs> just, Charles and Schultz, it's like, a, you know, this is, and everyone, this is why every famous person praises something in the sky for their not being yellow paper. <laughs> so you cannot just go find their name and incessantly call them. Now, now you can just scream at them on Twitter. <laughs> I promise you, if you scream at famous people on Twitter, you've been muted a long time ago. They don't know you exist. Yeah, and don't scream at me, because I'll scream back. I'll also scream back. And if you- No hesitation. If you scream at Brenda and she misses it, I'll scream at you. Anyway. I'm really good at screaming. It's one of my um, five skills. If Brenda's cork is- <laughs> Scream, girl. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> the Great Pumpkin, our, our favorite crypt. Yes. And it's like, you can just make your own cryptids now. I guess. If anyone doesn't know, the Michigan Dogman is a cryptid that we have here in the UP. Quote unquote, have here. Someone wrote a song as a prank with no, not thinking the Dogman was real. Idiot. <laughs> aired the song on the radio, and then people are like, I saw the Dogman. Now, Dogman, maybe not real. Michigan what, Big Panthers are real. Yes. <laughs> I've seen one. I maybe saw, I think I saw an ocelot like, or a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Was that? No, I saw a, a serval a couple of weeks ago. You just see weird cats out what's, here all the what's time. What's really weird is, so every forest region claims they also have Bigfoot, because if you go to UP, they have Bigfoot shit too, and they're like, yeah, Bigfoot. And yeah. I'm like, so Bigfoot cannot simultaneously exist here, in the south, in the east coast, like Bigfoot is like all over the map, and we, we, we as a country need to get together and decide where cryptids live so I can know peace. Well, I think with like Bigfoot, I think big feet, maybe like, because there's just so many. It's such a prevalent thing across the world mm-hmm. that there are like big dudes, and like the fact that it's like all over America. Literally, um, every every region. If you go into like a wooded area, they're like, yeah, Bigfoot. And sometimes they have like sub subspecies of Bigfoot, like the skunk ape. Oh yeah. You know, you know, cryptids, wild. It's- Speaking of cryptids. There was a Mothman sighting. <laughs> Just very hauntingly close to our elections. That's great. <laughs> it's just like a whole bit. Like with Bigfoot, it's weird because it's like a whole like community that believes there is, at, at this rate, a society of big feet, Sasquatches, like living in hiding. And I don't know if you've ever tried to like 
so like Brenda was a local celebrity once. I don't know if Brenda ever tried to have a day where someone didn't spot her, but I'm sure it was impossible. Oh, it was impossible. I would go to the mall <laughs> and someone would be like, oh my god, oh my god, I know you! <laughs> I, I know for a fact when Brenda moves back to uh, Grand Rapids, it's going to happen again, even though she's <laughs> been off the scene for probably like two years by the time she so. <laughs> They'll just be like, I've seen you before. Where have I yeah, seen abso- like, It is absolutely oh. impossible in the year 2020 to think there's like a secret, a secret society of intelligent like eight people. So stop well, it. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever been in oh my like, God. the woods? <laughs> have you been in the woods? Like I, okay, Austin, you saw my house the yeah. other day. We, we did a socially distanced, safe as possible photo shoot. And anyway, Austin saw my house. So there's all of those woods back yeah. there terrifying absolutely yeah. I'm, not, terrifying. I'm not saying they aren't terrifying i am saying there there's i do not believe there could be a society of like big feet living amongst us <laughs> like a single mothman is not a society of big feet yeah there's one mothman and he seems to have moved to chicago <laughs> just he got he got caught up like everyone else like it'll be better in chicago yeah it won't be better in chicago the rent is horrendous <laughs> <laughs> my mom the other day was just like Maybe you should move to Chicago. No. And I was like, <laughs> Mom, I would sooner buy two houses in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> it would be yeah. cheaper. All my friends are. <laughs> so people saw the great pump. People saw the great pump. Whoa. <laughs> people saw the great pump pump, and they're like, "Hey, Charles, come on down. I, I, I've, I've seen him, and Charles M. Schultz probably never knew peace again. I don't think that man ever knew peace. <laughs> Just haunted constantly." Um, so, what else? Alright, so this was the first, this is only the third special, but this was also the first special mm. to feature the football kick gag, which is, like, oh. the opener. Um, That's so interesting. And then the first one, yeah, and then the first one to feature the World War One flying ace. Oh, okay. So, like, um, so, both of those things are so, like, I have no idea the first time I saw a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, but the first memory I have of watching it, it was so ingrained that, like, that just happens that I wonder, it's interesting that something like that can be culturally imprinted into your brain and you're like no that was the first time you would have seen it though and you're like are you sure yeah it feels like are you sure that didn't happen in a charlie brown christmas no yeah. it didn't there was no football is i yeah that's so interesting it's like the like fucking Darth Vader thing you know like i don't know that yeah. i don't remember the first time i like watched it happen but it's ingrained in my brain you know yeah i do wonder like what it makes me wonder now we're talking about like it's not gonna air will people still watch it like blah 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 like because that gag like the football gag happens in a bunch of cartoons all the time all the time this is just like a part of our culture now like um everyone knows about it even if you're not like even if you don't like watch the peanut specials like every every year like you know what the football gag is because like some show you've watched or some ad you've seen has done this. Before. So I wonder like when it. I wonder if there'll be like another show that gets popular, you know, that has like a football gag that people start to equate it to that instead. Yeah, you know how like people who play Persona don't know what jazz music is. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I ran into that the other day. I hate it. Here. People were like YouTube commenting on like a jazz song. And they're like, "Hey, this kind of sounds like Persona," and it's like. Have you never heard of jazz music? Oh my fuck it. I'm old. Am I? Are we old? <laughs> I think we're old. I'm feeling older every day. <laughs> like we're both 29, but it feels like I'm already 30 and like 30 is like 
old as shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really so it's really weird because I know thirty isn't old, but society is like society at the same time is trying to make thirty feel old and not old, and it's a yeah. whirlwind. <laughs> I know some people are like. Oh, 30, like, you you can't be on TikTok because you're ancient. Yeah. And then, like, people are like, like, nah, 30's going to be the best years of your life. And I'm like, which is it? Please. Just please. I need a greater power to just tell me so I know how. Just staring at myself in TikTok and being like, God, I am old. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really weird because, like, because so, like, 90s fashion is, like, becoming in vogue, you know, and it's really cool. And you have people wearing, like, Space Jam jerseys that don't know what Space Jam is because it's just, like, a thing now. Like, it's just, like, cool. Yeah. And it's weird to have that happen because I remember when it was happening to, like, our parents and they were like, you know, that was, like, a thing. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we weren't because we do this podcast. But other, like, society was like, you know, it's whatever. And I remember my mom telling me, like, you know, you're going to wish you kept, like, these clothes. And I'm like, whatever, mom. And, look, here I am seeing people sell vintage 90s space jam shirts for like 80 dollars on the internet and i'm like kill me yeah it's like i had my dad's cat he's kind of he gets pissy because my dad's not home right now so i accidentally left a pokemon towel that i've had forever on the floor and guess what this stupid yeah he peed on it so i was like all right well i have to re i know i'm like i have to buy it again so like i went to go look and it's like kind of expensive this snoopy sweater i'm wearing right now which if anyone knows me you've seen me in this sweater uh it's got like little checkers it's a cute little cardigan 70 dollars um oh my pokemon coliseum shirt that i cannot find i know i didn't throw it away but maybe someone else did it could still be in my basement somewhere Mm. but pokemon coliseum shirt that i got for pre-ordering pokemon coliseum from the pokemon center in new york 200 dollars wow yeah, that's just... And I just want that shirt to wear! That's just... That's <laughs> so wild. I Last night, I looked up uh, My Chemical Romance Black Parade hoodie. This is That is not oh, even God. that old. I don't know if people remember. <laughs> it was like... It said Black Parade on it, and it had like stripes that looked like the marching band motif, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The, pl- the back was just plain black. $145 was the average price on eBay. Oh, my God. Because I was just like, Absurd. like my, I had it and I didn't get rid of it. It was my ex, like my partner at the time when mm-hmm. we broke up, they took that and my box set of King of the Hill. Oh no. And I was like, I want those two things. And both are money to get. Because King of the Hill, last time I checked, the box set was not being printed. So it was like a hundred plus bucks. I'll keep my, my peepers out. I'm just going to say my eyes because <laughs> saying peepers. <laughs> Brenda's <laughs> sitting there in the office, tits out, looking for King of the Hill. Eyes peeled like a potato. Like, like like Sunday the dog. Like Sunday the dog. I will be ever watching. Um, I'll keep my eyes peeled for um the box set because we have a couple like resale shops Ooh. in Flint. So yeah, we should have checked out one of those when you were here a couple weeks that ago. Would've... I was sleepy. <laughs> That's it was on the other side of town. I was in a daze because I have not physically seen Brenda since like what a month before pandemic. Same. I was just like, do they want to go other places? Do they? <laughs> is Flint really interesting? <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. We... Like, there are a bunch of places, like, there are a bunch of restaurants. I was like, I would love to eat there if there wasn't a pandemic. Like, our really old Olive Garden. Like, would have been great. Would have been a great 
But technically, we were in Flint Township, which is a different. It's not Flint proper, mm. and I guess they've been people in Flint Township have been calling it Carmen. Oh, we're changing it up now. This is like a uh, Auburn Hills type situation. Oh, okay. I'm- Auburn Hills <laughs> was Pontiac Township. <laughs> Like, we have to, like, explain Michigan things. Because, like, you listen to Sony podcasts where, like, they're recording in, like, L.A. And they don't really explain L.A. things. No, they're just they like, just, oh, I went down to so-and-so. They just they expect just me to know what L.A. You know what? is. I, no, we're going to just, we're just going to do it for Michigan. We're just going to just talk. Deal. Yeah, figure out what Pontiac yeah, deal is. deal for everybody. It's not a type of car. It, it is, is, but, but it also. Was, and it's not. <laughs> and you might just be like, oh, it's like, it's a car place because Michigan's a car. It's not, it's not even a car place. It's barely anything. <laughs> It's like we have a, that's like, I don't, in Michigan, there's like, cause there's Grand Rapids and East Grand Rapids and there's like West Blue, mm-hmm. like that's like, we get like fucking East Lansing. We have like uh turf wars out here over like tax problems. Oh yeah. Taxes. <laughs> you know, I would maybe like to buy a house close to my mom, but I can't because Lake Fenton taxes are so stupid because of that dumb lake with all the rich, dumb people around the dumb it's lake. Not a, it was not a pretty. It's not a good lake. If you like drive past it like on a holiday, mm. you'll just see like it's a parking lot of folks. <laughs> Miserable. Who wants that? Do you have any more great pumpkin facts? I do. Um, so I was also I learned about Bill Melendez. Okay. Um his full name is Jose Ooh. Ooh, try again. Hope try again. Um Jose Cuadamoc Bill Melendez. Mm-hmm. He's actually a Mexican American animator and he worked for Disney like starting in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So he worked on like Fantasia. And so this was like a big animator and he like broke off from Disney to um, do like more independent stuff and then eventually animated almost all of Charlie Brown Christmas by himself. Wow. Um, he, I, I listened to like a short interview with him and he said like that Great Pumpkin was for a very long time one of his favorites. He really loves the um, World War One Ace scene. Um, he loves like how vibrant the colors were in the final product, which like they really are. It's like this is a bright cartoon, um, especially for the time. It's just gorgeous for the tiny, tiny budget that it had. Mm-hmm. It still didn't have too much of a budget. Um, and he explained like you know some of the shortcuts that he went through to like animate it. Like he like an- was animating like on twos, mm-hmm. shouldn't have been, and like it was really interesting. Um, he's also the voice of Snoopy and later on down the line Woodstock because Woodstock doesn't show up until the Thanksgiving special. Is Woodstock not in the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? No, Woodstock was not. He's not. Did not exist. Did not exist. He's not in it. I remember because um, I like I like the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, but I always wish Woods there to give Snoopy business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, Woodstock is just very important to keeping Snoopy from being insufferable. <laughs> um, first appearance. I want to see which animated short it was either easter beagle oh wait what <laughs> give me a second i have to look this i have to dig into yeah, this that's fine uh so while brenda's digging uh like i said franklin was the first black character peanuts and he got convinced to do that by a teacher shortly after the assassination of martin luther king jr um charles m schultz was worried about putting just putting slapping a black character in because he was worried to be patronizing to uh, black people and so he had a back and forth with his t- the teacher wouldn't ask like black people in her community what they thought and, like gave, gave him a bunch of feedback how the character should be um and then he eventually ended up putting franklin in peanuts and it was like a whole kerfuffle because he went to a uh non-segregated school with peppermint patty um marcy marcy that's it um 
And that's I radiate Marcy energy, so I That's why it was like uh that's how he like explained that Charlie Brown never met him because he goes to their school and they first meet at a beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not as anxious and depressed as the rest of the kids, and he's very confused by their community. Yeah, he's just he does not know what to make of them. Um and really like Peppermint Patty and Marcy well, there's something up with Marcy. But Peppermint Patty is also not as anxious as the yeah, rest of them. Yeah, she's always like, what so, like, is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, like, so she, like, whenever they visit the other school where, like, all the rest of the kids are, like, it's always this, like, weird dynamic where, like, all these kids are, like, super depressed. And, like, Peppermint Patty's just like, can you guys chill, <laughs> She's like, please? you gotta just do it, Chuck. You just go and do it. And he's like, I don't know how. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> yeah. She's, like, very confused by, like, how he's not outgoing like she is. Like, in the Thanksgiving special, um, she just invites herself and everyone else over to Charlie Brown's mm-hmm. house. Like, she's like, we're just all going to come over and have Thanksgiving. It'll be a great party, Chuck. You'll see. And Charlie Brown's just like, I can't cook. <laughs> a, um, fam- like, a family tradition when I was going to school is that we would, like, have, like, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving party with, like, my friends from school. And we would have like the jelly beans, the toast, the <laughs> pretzels, the popcorn, and we would just put the special in and eat garbage. God, I, <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so Woodstock. Yeah, Woodstock was first introduced in Snoopy Come Home. Oh, okay. So that was like the first one, and like he has a big role in that one because it's like it's Snoopy and Woodstock. Walking around in the wilderness. Yeah, they, like, most characters don't. Uh, Snoopy is not a usual cartoon dog for a kid show. He doesn't talk. He makes weird noises. He yeah. does make. He does kiss the girls sometimes. Uh, don't question it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peppermint Patty has a crush on him and his human, like, his human, uh, like, persona, right? Joe jo jo Cool. cool. Yeah. Everyone just thinks and acknowledges Joe Cool as a human boy. <laughs> it's just, and listen, it's just Snoopy with like a hat and glasses times. And glasses. And she'll like. like And a sweatshirt. And she'll kiss him. That says Joe Cool. And she'll kiss him. And the bit is always like, his glasses fall off. And she's like, you're a dog. Where did Joe Cool go? And you're like, what? Yeah. I don't. Like, even as a kid, you're like, no, wait, that's clearly a dog. I don't know what it is with adults <laughs> thinking kids fall for that bit. Yeah, it's like, it's a dog in a sweater. <laughs> he answers the age-old question, how would a dog wear a sweater? He does not put it over yeah. all four of his legs. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's a good good bit. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, so Bill Melendez, his voice, because he did the voice of Snoopy mm-hmm. and um, Woodstock, um, is still used to this day. They just recycle the clips. He passed away in 2008, but they still continue to recycle the clips oh. of him. Um, they do something similar with, like, Donald Duck sometimes. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll take, like, old Donald Duck sounds and, like, splice them in with, like, new Donald Duck noises? sounds. Yeah. I mean, I can tell the difference, but that's because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> so, um, speaking of voice actors, um, Peanuts was, like, one of the first thing like, properties to try and use actual kids to play oh. kids. Which, what, you get, like, some authenticity to it. You get some interesting deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a vision. And they stuck with it, and they still kind of stick with it to this day, but they use slightly older kids now. Um, but these kids were, like, very young. Um, there was one kid who voiced Frida and Violet, and she's a good voice actor. She does a good good job if you listen to this special. Like, Violet's, like, very good. But 
Uh, she would get so anxious afterwards that she would throw up. Wow. Like, every time. Um, and then the girl who voiced Sally got a loose tooth in the middle. <laughs> and her mom was just like, if we don't get this done right now, she's going to have a lisp. And then what are we going to do? So they, like, rushed her in to record all her lines in one giant massive chunk. Wow. She also couldn't say restitution. <laughs> Because, like, the thing with peanuts is that, like, these kids talk like adults, and so they say, like, big words. That they should. So, like, that they shouldn't know. But, so they had to record every syllable and splice it together. So, like, her, when she's, like, yelling in the pumpkin patch about, like, needing restitution, Mm -hmm. um, they recorded that in bits. So it was, like, restitution. And then just smash. Well, it's interesting, right? Is that they like had this vision, like they'll be real kids, but like it would have been funny if she just like couldn't say restitution, right? I know that also would have been good, but it, it's also either way. I think is good. both are good. It's both funny that she, it. <laughs> it's like both funny that she can say it, which she could not actually say it, and then it's it would would have been funny if she could not say it. Right. It's just two different sides of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> two different comedies. At war with each other till the end of time. Restitution and however she said re- <laughs> Always warring. Uh, much like always much w- like the Great Pumpkin and Sunday Ronald McDonald's dog. <laughs> they fight till the end of time. <laughs> I like how in the special Linus is like you have to find the pumpkin patch that is most sincere. <laughs> it's a like it's listen, I I could make a whole like Halloween one-shot game that is based on finding the Great Pumpkin, and it would be great. Oh, yeah. For sure. That Let me email Wildbrain real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Wildbrain, I'm gonna need the license to make a Peanuts tabletop RPG. Hey, Wildbrain, I hear, like I hear a... your, vin- your young venture capitalist. Hear me out. <laughs> Charlie Brown Kickstarter for tabletop RPG. Please. We set the goal at I'd... something like a thousand. So when we hit it in day one, we get mega fun. Exactly. Love that. Um, I think my last fact about um, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is that the composer, Vince Guaraldi, uh, while working the score, mm-hmm. took a break, took a shower, thought he heard someone breaking into his home, ran out of the shower nude, and locked himself out of the house. <laughs> I have that record. So... What's that? I have Vince Guaraldi's like the like all the Charlie Brown oh. music. Oh, it's so good. That's a good one to have on vinyl too. But it is on Spotify also. Well, you can get. Listen. Yeah. Hey, hey, youngins, yeah. get it on vinyl. That's all. <laughs> get it on vinyl. I like casually. My dad has a ton of record players down here, and I casually mentioned I've never used a record player, but my dad has a bunch down here. There's literally one hooked up right over here, mm. and I was like, I was like, he's got this whole sound system that his mom gave him. And I was just like, oh, if you show me how to use that and hook it up, like you hook it up in my next place, like I'll keep, you know, I'll keep it in good shape. And he was just like, never used a record before. <laughs> or no, no, he was like, you don't own any records. And I couldn't tell him that the reason I wanted a record player is because I want to collect weeb records. Uh... I want those weeb records. Like you can go to an anime convention and just like flip through them all and then just pick one and buy it <laughs> and then just have it running in my house. Um, I also want to get a Laserdisc player, which sucks because we used to have like three of them and we sold them. But I want a Laserdisc player because um, a lot of anime is available on Laserdisc. In my mm-hmm. Facebook marketplace, it showed up. They were like, do you want a Japanese Laserdisc copy of 101 Dalmatians? And I was like, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> a 
you can get like the first hundred episodes of Conan on Laserdisc too. So well, there you go, and that's we've come full circle to Brenda mentioning Conan. <laughs> Because you said you get back to Conan, and then you never did really, and now I realize you were saving it for. I was saving it. I really want Conan. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. There's so many discs. They're so big. I hate that I want stupid meetings collections like that. I love old media. Well, I don't really have a well. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Brenda, that's kind of, that's real weird. But no, I mean, it's not weird. It's more of just like, I I feel for you. There's not many old things I want that I don't. Yeah, it's like the old things that I want are like really niche. Like old, the price of old Garfield stuff is like exponentially jumping because all the teams like Garfield right yeah, now. You just gotta wait. Specifically, they like old Garfield. And it's like, I also like old Garfield. And I've been... <laughs> <laughs> One second, everybody. Brenda's got a Brenda's got an old lady. Excuse me, teens. <laughs> have you even seen Garfield and Friends? Do you have the experience of waking up at like five o'clock in the morning before school and watching Garfield and Friends? Have you ever seen Garfield? And- <laughs> Brenda's chasing down a teen in her Snoopy sweater with Garfield slippers on. Give, come back here, teen. Get back here, teen. Stop TikToking this. <laughs> stop buying garfield shit it's me it's mine well i think that's it that's it (laughs) we've done the whole thing we've done we've done it we've done great pumpkin charlie brown i feel like we talked more just about snoopy (laughs) than we did the great i feel like most of peanuts is snoopy like they just they really Mm -hmm. lean into like we need the mascot guy to be everyone everyone's just chasing that mouse Everyone's chasing that mouse. Everyone's hitting Garfield with a stick. <laughs> it's all, like, it's all, it comes back to your mascot. And they're like, well, it can't be this depressed bald kid, so. This kid has anxiety. What about his dog with PTSD? <laughs> he thinks he's a human sometimes. Yeah, Snoopy has abandonment issues because Lila had to give him up because she was sick and also lived in an apartment that couldn't have dogs. Charlie Brown's real sad. Yeah, it is. There's, like, two instances in which Linus, like, rolls up and just, like, looks Charlie Brown dead in the eye, and he's like, you have a used dog, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Linus sucks. I know. Linus is, like, something else. Um, I looked up the Common Sense Media um, listing for Charlie Brown Halloween, Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes you get some real gems, and mostly they were just like, these kids are mean. (laughs) These kids are so mean. And it's like, You've never seen Snoopy come home in which Snoopy and Linus literally fight each other anime style. And Linus is just screaming the whole time. He's like, I'll kill you, you fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of brutal. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's going to be it for today. That's it. See ya. Set fire. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps you show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.